Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. We'd love to hear from you. Contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts of any and all of our previous interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. Today's April 22nd, 2016, Earth Day. I'm Charlie Wright, and we have the pleasure and privilege of talking with Gary DiCenzo, CEO of Cognios Capital. They are known for their quantitative strategy called Rota Rome. Uh, Gary speaks to us from their headquarters in Leewood, Kansas. Gary, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you, Charlie. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Gary, tell us about Rota Rome, what it is, how it was conceived, and how it works on a daily basis. Okay, great. Yeah, Rota Rome was, uh, was the brainchild of our, our CIO and President John Angrist, and he's taken the last 20 years of his investment career to develop this this uh, investment philosophy and process. And, and basically, ROTA stands for Return on Tangible Assets, and we feel that that's the best metrics to understand if a company is a good company and its ability to deliver results. Rome stands for Return on Market Value of Equity, which gives us an indication of whether or not the the stock is at a good price at this point in time. And I, I want to make a clarification. You mentioned quantitative shop, and, and one of the things that differentiates us from a quantitative uh, investment firm, and a lot of those firms, you see a high reliance on technical analysis, you know, um, price movement, price trends, um, earnings momentum, price momentum, things like that. The difference with Cognos is really we focus on the fundamentals of a company. So we deploy a quantitative structure to uh, enable us to comb through millions of pieces of data uh, with very sophisticated systems and, and, and software, enabling us to <clears throat> cull through financial reports and data to find the best companies. Uh, to put in our portfolio. So you're talking about return on tangible assets. How difficult is it to come up with a number that you're really comfortable with, with its accuracy? Right. Now, the accuracy point is is really addressed in, in two ways. One, we only invest in S&P 500 companies. So we're investing in the largest and most well-known companies in the world. Um, so the, the the information that we get or that's available on these companies is probably cleaner and, and more timely than any other subset of companies, whether trading here domestically or overseas. So we find... The information from you know services like S and P or Cap IQ or other vendors out there that kind of provide this type of service, and we are a you know, quote unquote power user of these types of services. Um, we find that the data integrity is is just fine because of the the subset of of stocks that we're looking at. Okay, and how difficult is it to sift through all the information you have to sift through sift through in order to create that data? 
Yeah, that's that's where we really differentiate ourselves, and the systems that we've put together um, really give us the ability to cull through that data and manipulate that data and store the data so we can apply uh, the sophisticated models that John Angrist has developed to find those those firms and those stocks that exhibit strong return on tangible assets and strong you know uh, return on market value of equity. And, you know, that is kind of the key to uh, being able to execute the strategy is to get the data is one thing. You know, anyone can buy the data. It's how you use the data, how you manipulate the data, and what sophisticated strategy you apply to it. And our proprietary strategies give us that ability to find those firms that we feel over time will deliver for our clients. So what is there about tangible assets that causes you to believe that return on tangible assets mm-hmm. is such an important metric? Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, return on, we use tangible assets uh, versus, we factor out intangible assets, which in most cases is primarily goodwill. Um, the, the, the return on tangible asset piece really gives us uh, an understanding of how the company is able to deliver on the resources that they have. As an example, Charlie, if you look at a com- two companies that both have a million dollars, to make it very simple, a million dollars to deploy in resources. Uh, one takes that million dollars of resources, whether it's plant and equipment or, or people or whatever it might be, and is able to return 200000 or a 20% rota. So for every million dollars that's deployed at this particular company, they can return $200,000 in revenue to their shareholders, their owners, whoever. Um, You have another company, Company B, who has the same million dollars in resources to deploy in plant equipment, employees, human resources, whatever, uh, and they only return $50,000 per year. You know, it's, it's not a trick question. Which company would you rather own? And in that gives us a, a great metric on, on understanding which companies have sustainability and the ability to deliver. Because we don't use, just use tangible assets at one point in time. We use historic, uh, re, re, excuse me, return on tangible assets. We don't use a one-time, point-in-time return on tangible assets. We use a return on tangible assets over a period of time. So what that gives us the ability to do is that we don't necessarily need to go talk to management we don't need to do site visits. If they have the ability to consistently return uh, in revenue to their to their shareholders or make revenue on resources, we feel that they not only have competitive advantage, they have uh, pricing power, they have good management in place. Because if you don't have those elements, you're not able to deliver that return on tangible assets over time that we're looking for. So do you have a, a way to evaluate these metrics and use them to categorize companies into groups A, B, and C? And can you give us some kind of comforting information uh, that, hey, category A people have typically had over the ta- past 10 years an average return of X, category B an average return of Y? You follow? So that I we do, can, fe- we can uh, recognize in the marketplace that the marketplace has value the kinds of things that you are looking at? The way we look at it, and I think most quantitative shops will look at it, is that we, 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 we created models over, over a period of time, and you know, we've done the research and we've back-tested the models to kind of exhibit the qualities and the parameters and the characteristics that we want in the stocks that we own. So it, it, in, in our case, we're very systematic, very re- 
repeatable um, process. We don't uh, tinker with the output from the model, so to speak. So instead of grouping them in, in A, B, and C categories, the, the model will take the entire universe of the S&P, run it through our proprietary screening, and, uh, and look for an absolute ranking in in, in the number of S&P 500 companies, so it would be 1 to 500. And of that, we the model will optimize the, the ranking and look at holding a particular number of S&P 500 companies in our long book and a certain number of S&P 500 companies in our short book. And we typically will hold approximately 40 to 45 names in the long book. So basically we will buy long those 45 companies. And on the short side, so we'll sell short approximately three times uh, that amount. And our research shows that it's a, you know, a three to one weight ratio is an optimal ratio to balance risk and reward. And risk I defined by standard deviation, reward defined by returns. So we feel that that's a good ratio because you want to diversify a little bit more on the short on the short book because you have you know an infinite number of loss potential because the, the stock can keep going up and up and on the long side you know not a good scenario but you can only go to zero. So we feel that that's an important risk mitigator and then because we're a beta neutral product we we achieve market neutrality by uh, matching beta in the long and short book and beta is just kind of the, the the movement of a particular stock relative to its its index there are other ways to achieve neutrality in these types of products and you can be sector neutral or you can be dollar neutral. So you can hold $1 on the long book and $1 on the short, or you can have uh, you know, Coke in one, one portfolio on the long side and Pepsi on the short side so you can match sectors or, or pair trades. Uh, we feel achieving neutrality by beta neutrality is the best way to factor out all market impact. And that's our ultimate goal here is that we're trying to deliver pure alpha. And alpha is obviously the manager kind of contribution over over the benchmark to make it simple. And you know, we're trying to deliver that alpha because that's what people should really pay for. They shouldn't pay for beta. Beta is in essence free with the inventions of, of the SPY and you know the, the ETFs that deliver you know the, the stock market returns for you know, three or four basis points. So we're trying to achieve and return and deliver pure alpha to our investors. So we feel beta neutrality is the best way to do it. And what we're doing, in essence, is looking at uh, the long book, the long positions, those 45 I mentioned, um, calculating the cumulative beta of that long book, and then working with uh, the model to create the short book and, and adjusting that for beta. So as an example, our current long book has a beta of about 1. Our short book has a beta of about 1.5. You do a simple math uh, equation, and you have for every dollar on the long side, you need about 66 cents on the short side. So what that equates to from a portfolio position, if you have, we'll make it simple in simple numbers, we have a dollar worth of positions on the, in the long book. We have um, uh, 66 cents on the short book. You add in modest leverage, modest borrowing, and you have a gross exposure on the long and short book of about 
190 to 200%. Gary, hold that right there. Uh, We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the various mutual funds that you guys offer, not just the market neutral long short strategy, but the others as well. But everything sort of focuses around the road to Rome strategy, I understand, correct? The, on the value side of our shop, yes, the road to Rome is this, the dominant factor. Okay, so we'll be right back again. We're talking with Gary DiCenzo, CEO of Cognios Capital out of Leewood, Kansas. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, and we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to Charlie and his guest. Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with Gary DiCenzo, CEO of Cognios Capital out of Leewood, Kansas. So, Gary, uh, you've told us about the market neutral strategy. First of all, give us the ticker for that strategy, will you? Uh, we have two share classes there, uh, Charlie. It's a COGMX is our investor share class, and then COGIX is our institutional share class that has a $100,000 minimum. Okay, and again, it uses Rotorome uh, together with the others. And then uh, you have other strategies, but they are they're more uh, traditional-type strategies, but using the Rotorome metrics, correct? Right, yeah. The, 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 the Cognios Market Neutral Fund is our only... 40-act mutual fund, but we do uh, offer institutional clients um, the ability to purchase, uh, in essence, the the market neutral strategy, and also um, we have the uh, what we would say would be the long book or just the long positions of our market neutral strategy um, in a standalone product. So, if you like the Rota Rota Rome concept, you can um, you don't have to be in a uh, market neutral type mutual fund, you can also get a long-only portfolio in a separate account structure. Um, so we, we do embrace the road to Rome across, uh, across our firm. Um, we do also have some products <clears throat> that have a more growth-oriented tilt, and they still incorporate Rota and Rome, but also incorporate some you know, common risk uh, metrics to uh, to achieve uh, portfolio returns. Okay, and in the market neutral strategy, to focus on that one again for a minute, sure? what's what's a typical time uh, holding period for positions there? <clears throat> yeah, I'll talk to the fund, uh, the mutual fund, and uh, you know, our turnover is about average for the category. So we're we're about two hundred and ninety percent category uh, turnover and turnover in our particular portfolio. So you know, we're we're changing the portfolio uh, in between two and three times. Over a period of a year, um, we rebalance the portfolio and reconstitute the portfolio every month. We run the model each uh, on a monthly basis. 
So we, we, the model produces another um, absolute ranking of, uh, of the, of the S&P 500 and, and it's, a, it's applied to the portfolio and in some, some months there's a few changes, sometimes there's more than a few changes and sometimes there's very few. So it really depends on the underlying Roto-Rome metrics and fundamentals as to how, um, how much turnover we have in the portfolio. Okay, and do you use leverage at all in that? We do use a modest amount of leverage. Um, we don't have any embedded leverage within the portfolio, so we only invest in S&P 500 companies. We don't use any options, derivatives, swaps, or anything like that. Uh, we do deploy approximately 20 to 25% leverage um, on the product. So <clears throat> if, to explain it very quickly, if we get a dollar in, the, you know, in new assets, we would borrow 20, 20, 20 cents on that dollar, purchase 120 long, and then do the same mathematical equation to understand the beta neutrality, which in, in turn equates to about a 200 or 190 to 200% gross exposure. Okay. And uh, what market conditions are especially productive for uh, this strategy, and what market conditions are especially challenging or even unproductive for this strategy? Yeah, yeah the goal of, of the Cognos Market Neutral Strategy is really to, to, to perform uh, and to deliver equity-like returns over time. Um, the, the model really is... <clears throat> is designed to um, focus on a value-oriented uh, strategy. So what's going to happen is in, in, in conditions when value is, is in vogue and is, is supported, um, which is more times than not, uh, we're, our portfolio is going to do well. Um, the times when it's, it's not going to do as well is when there are, um, you know, the volatility metric is, is something that the market is embracing. And we all know, um, you know, we talk about it in a, in a lot of different ways, you know, the volatility trade or kind of the junk rallies and things like that. And you really, you know, the one thing that's always a characteristic of those types of environments is they, they are very short-lived. Um, they don't last. Um, what lasts is buying good companies at good prices, and that's kind of what we're embracing here at Cognios. Well, you are located very near uh, uh, some very famed investors of Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, and the like, who certainly would agree that that's the way to invest. Yeah, I've heard him say it I don't know how many times. Buy good companies like Wells Fargo and Coca-Cola and the like, and uh, they're going to make money, and uh, you, you're going to uh, see the, the, their price rise over time. Right, and that's what we're trying to do. I mean, we we invest in you know we unfortunately you know, we're, we're a mutual fund, so we have to invest in the stock. But you know, we're basically buying stocks that uh, in companies that we would like to own the entire company. So, so how do you deal with the fact that uh, if you are beta neutral and the market rises about two thirds of the time, you're never really uh, you don't have much of an opportunity to match the market's returns. So, well, at if, what if, level if, are you kind of satisfied? Yeah, the thing is, I think I think you have to look at kind of what what the our market neutral product is able has been able to deliver. So, if we're most market neutral products are pegged or, or, or judged against the risk free rate of return, and and that's not what we're out for. You know, we're, we've developed a product using Rotorom that strives to achieve equity like returns. So you're going to see, uh, you know, in the last, you know, maybe from '09 to 2015, you see. You know, a huge what we call beta trade, meaning you just buy beta. You buy the market, and you're going to do very well. And if the market's up 
36% in a year, we're not going to, we're not going to be there um, anywhere near there probably. We'll probably deliver, you know, the, the equity-like returns, more average equity-like returns, which, you know, over the, the history of the, of the market are probably somewhere in the mid to high single digits. And so what, what we're not, we're going to lag there, but the thing that people, I guess, don't understand is that in markets that are challenging, like in 2015, um, when you see 10% drawdowns, um, you know, we have a very smooth ride. And, you know, it's our hedged portion of the portfolio, the short side, that gives us that ability to, to smooth out the, um, the, the, the trip, so to speak, for investors. So we, we, we're comfortable with it. If we can deliver equity-like returns with lower volatility, low correlation to other asset classes, I, I think we have a, a winning ticket there. Well, no question about that. So uh, tell us uh, here, Gary, what, uh, what keeps you awake at night? Well, it's funny you say that. You know, one of the things that won't keep you awake is the Cognitive Market Neutral product because we have the ability to to smooth out that ride. And I think you know the things that really I, that concern me are just kind of the irrational exuberance and you know the markets getting away from themselves and and people getting hurt. What's happened? You know, you look at behavioral finance and you look at anything is that people buy buy at the top and sell at the bottom. Um, so you know they do the opposite of what they should be doing, and you know that's that's a concern for me, um, just from a, an overall you know financial wealth of of the country. Well, and you're not uh, alone there. So tell us, who are your clients? Are they individual investors? Are they advisors who use it for client accounts? Are they institutions? Are they hedge funds? Who is it that you market to? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think you've named them all, Charlie. Uh, we have a, a broad and diverse asset base uh, that includes the retail investor because really they haven't had access to these types of funds and strategies since the uh, until the you know the 40 Act. The hedge funds have launched 40 Act, so that that we have a, a, a group of, of retail or individual investors. Uh, majority of our, our assets under management are in the institutional segment uh, or advisor or intermediary segment. So we have clients that are, are, you know, large institutions. We have clients that are other other hedge funds or fund of funds that deploy our strategy within a, a mix of other hedge funds. And then we have a large contingent of advisors uh, that uh, have embraced uh, the Cognitive Smart and Neutral product. And Gary, another question we like to ask all of our guests is, yep. what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners? Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because you, you mentioned Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, but uh, and, and he's also recommended this book. And I didn't know you were going to mention Buffett in this conversation, but The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham is a book that really personifies what we're doing here at Cognios. You know, the, the importance of value investing, the importance of patience and the importance of, of having a plan uh, when you're investing and not just chasing returns and chasing the, the, the latest fad. So I, I would have to recommend The Intelligent Investor by uh, Benjamin Graham. Okay, I appreciate that. And certainly uh, one of the foundational books for anybody's library on investing. Right. So give us your website. It's www.cognios.com, and there's also www.cognios.funds. And spell Cognios. C-O-G-N-I-O-S. And Cognios means? It's uh, of cognition, to conceptualize, from the word cognition. Okay. Thank you. So final words for our listeners here, Gary. 
I think just be patient and uh, and understand the markets and, and have a plan. I think that uh, people do the wrong things at the wrong time. Uh, it's just human nature. And one of the things that we're trying to trying to avoid with a with a quantitative approach to investing is really to remove all those human biases um, from from our investment process. Gary, thank you very much. We really appreciate you joining us today on Strategic Investor Radio and offer our best wishes to you and to all of Cognios to continue along the path of success you guys have achieved. Thank you very much. Great, Charlie. Appreciate you having me on. So, again, we've been listening to Gary DiCenzo, CEO of Cognios Capital out of Leewood, Kansas, and you've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. We'd love to hear from you at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts of all our interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright, and we wish you an enjoyable week and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science.